Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to our podcast. Let's talk about cars. You're with me. I got the greatest and the greatest of all time of anything you ever do, Sergio oh, Chavez. Wow. I'm going to say Chavez because that sounds way more European and it, does. Uh, it elevates the show a little bit more. I'll take it. Thank you. Thank you for being here, Sergio. Of course. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. I think you're missing something, though. And also, well, first of all, I'm going to introduce myself. My name is Alejandro, and let's talk about cars. Now hit it, Sergio. <laughs> I'm always so bad. I now don't. It looks like you're spanking someone, which is fine. Like what am little, I so supposed little, to do? A little sideways, but it's like a a, a well, stripper that you don't know really well. What would well. you do? Because then it's an awkward position with the mic. I just I just picture the ass where it's at. The yeah. problem is you're not picturing where the ass is that you're spanking. Sometimes you don't know where it's at, and you just. By the way, guys, you always got to know where that is. It could be otherwise, because it, it can be dark and everything, but you got to know where it is because otherwise you're gonna end up giving someone a black eye, and uh, you know. <laughs> You don't want to do that, and especially if your, your name is Sergio Chavez, Chavez, even if I pronounce it like that. Sergio, lots to talk about today. Yeah. But not really. I mean, there's there's plenty of news. There's a lot of cool cars mm -hmm. coming out. Well, like, first off, how are you? you? We never got to that. Thank you for asking. Of course. What if I was one of those people that just like completely breaks down in yeah. tears? You know when someone has like is carrying a lot of emotional baggage, and you're like, but how are you? And they go... You just open the floodgates and it's done. <laughs> That's not going to happen. I'm great. Thank you so much for asking. Lots of exciting things happening mm -hmm. right now. So I'd say uh, I'm doing pretty damn well. Yeah. I'm really excited. I'm excited to talk about some cars, Sergio. We're going to talk about uh, the Aventador Roofless that just took the world by storm. I think it was announced today, right? Uh, it's been the talk, but I think officially it's the leak. I don't know if it was leaked or what, but... No, Lamborghini announced We it know what it finally. is. Finally, yeah. 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 So Lamborghini announced it. We're going to talk more about that. We're going to also talk about the brand new Hennessy Venom F5. Finally. Finally. It's been three years in the making, yeah. three years in the waiting, if you will. And they're announcing it now. We're also going to chat a lot, uh, a little bit about that Wyra Tricolore that yeah. Pagani me, I didn't even know about that until you told me. This is just really interesting, yeah. and we'll talk about why right now. Also, big news in the Ferrari world. Everybody knows me as the Ferrari CEO. Uh, people at Ferrari, at Maranello, the plant, they know I am the Ferrari mm -hmm. CEO. But the people who, you know, on paper, they named the CEO, yeah. uh, had to step down after getting coronavirus. So we're going to talk about that and what that entails, mm -hmm. what that means, what's going to happen to Ferrari. And we're going to speculate yeah. a lot because in this show, we like to speculate for no reason. That's all we can do. Don't you like to do that with your friends? <laughs> it's, it's great. It's, I think it's great. I'd say it's, I'd say it's okay. <laughs> and man, Mercedes just dropped an AMG One commercial with Lewis I Hamilton. Know. We're gonna talk about that in a second. Oh. It hurts me in the feelings. In I the know. feelings, Sergio, it's so good. You're gonna. There's gonna be one. There's gonna be one in your garage at some point, without oh, a doubt. I can't wait. Yeah, I can't. Oh, especially right now. And also the McLaren Saber. Yeah. Uh, some leaks came out. We saw the car at a gas station. Looks pretty good. We're gonna talk more about it right now. So why don't we start with the uh, with the first car that we mentioned. The Aventador Roofless. You know what? Before jumping into the Aventador mm -hmm. Roofless, how are your cars doing? Anything breaking down? Any good stories with the cars? Everything on good? On my end? Yeah. Yeah, everything's good. I mean, I'm not driving much. For those that don't know, I know we said it on your podcast with Belen, um, but I had COVID. Oh, yeah. Oh, ago. I'm so sorry. Yeah. So we were we were uh, starting the... I Damn, I'm sorry. We do a lot of podcasts and we already I talked know, about it. I know. Um, <laughs> so we started doing Let's Talk About Cars. And literally a week later, we were like, all right, guys, let's go. Sergio got COVID. Yeah, it, it, it was crazy. It's just to give some backstory. And you was, know what the most in thing, yeah. in, insane thing was? is It was that day that you, uh, uh, it was that Tuesday, we came in and we did Let's Talk About Cars, yo. And then after this podcast, Rodrigo came and sat on your microphone yeah. and talked to the microphone just like this after you were on it. And on Wednesday, you found out that you had COVID. Yeah, because it was a Wednesday before Thanksgiving. 
and I was going to go over to your guys' place, and I had planned to go back home to see my dad on the weekend. So I was like, just as a precaution, I'll get tested, you know. Make sure you're good. Yeah. yeah. And I, when I was leaving the testing site, it was like, you can either wait here for your results, because it was like, it was a rapid test, or we can just, we can just like, you can call back in 20 minutes. So I was like, eh, I didn't expect anything of it. Started driving home, and then I got a call from them. And at that point, I was like, uh-oh. <laughs> I answered, and it was just... What do they say? What is it like when uh, they tell you that you have COVID? So, yeah, they called me, and he was just like, I'm so sorry to inform you, but your test came back positive. Um, I legally have to tell you that you have to quarantine in your house or somewhere safe for the next two weeks. Um, and, yeah, they, were, they, they basically told me that I had a quarantine, and that's what I did. I texted you guys right away. It was... How were, you re- like, how were the symptoms? What happened? At I the mean, time, I, know a little I didn't bit. feel anything. Yeah. So I was like, what the heck? So I, the first thing I did was plan another test, like, a, like uh, the, no, the nasal test to make sure mm-hmm. that the results. But I did some research, and like basically with the rapid test, it can give a lot of false negatives. But if you get a positive, you most likely have it because there's not really an error there. Yeah. So at that point, yeah, I, I texted you guys because obviously we did the podcast the day before. I was panicking because, you know, me, I, I just felt so bad in the moment. I was like, oh, my gosh, what? Don't feel bad. We didn't have to have a Thanksgiving dinner anymore at our house, yeah. so we were able to chill. But, yeah, but thankfully, from what it appears, it didn't spread outside of myself. I have roommates. Luckily, none of them got them. It's crazy how the virus works. How? In the incubation period, I was talking to my doctor, and basically, I was with you guys in the day before I was contagious. So I wasn't contagious up until probably the day after I even got tested when oh. I started showing symptoms. And yeah, so I lost fully my sense of taste and smell, which was the weirdest thing ever. I know they've talked about those symptoms. And before I thought I could imagine it. Like, oh yeah, it's like when you're sick, you, can, you can't taste well. But I didn't have any like congestion, but yet I couldn't smell anything, couldn't taste anything. I would put peppermint oil on my arm and literally like, put it up to my nose, couldn't smell a thing. It was the weirdest thing ever. Did you get it back? I, yeah, I have it back now. Okay. Um, but yeah, it was just such a weird experience. Thankfully, I didn't get a bad case, you know, so I'm very grateful for that. But, but you were tired some. I was really tired. I was sleeping like most of the day, like 15 hours a day. Um, and it was just lonely. But outside of that, kind of cleared up after the two weeks, got cleared from my doctor, and now happy to be back. Oh, happy well, didn't go anywhere past me. I'm so glad you're fine. Thank I'm, you. I'm glad nobody else got it from uh, from this whole thing. Yeah, you know, that, that's good because it also I feel like it, it would make me feel better if I got COVID and I knew that I didn't give it to anyone. I would feel much better. Yeah, than going and five people calling me like, "Hey, dude, you gave it to me." I know, and that's the thing you never know. Like that's only that we'll get back back on the cars after this, but like the guilt that all these people must be carrying that have given it to their grandparents, their parents that have passed away. Oh, that I can't imagine. I can't even imagine. No, that I can't imagine. And that's I'm, the biggest thing that I would say to like you guys, like this virus is serious. I got very lucky to not, yeah. and then luckily now I have oh, antibodies, yeah. but I'm still playing it safe. I'm still our friend Steve, acting as if I never got it. Yeah, our friend Steve passed away from it. He's yeah. our age, uh, healthy guy. He used to work out. Uh, he was a Pilates instructor. Yeah. Like, you know, you just never know what the hell's going to cross with and what he yeah. does and why. And even though we have the vaccine so close, you can get the virus the day before you get the vaccine and you're screwed. And even then, they're saying you get the vaccine the first one, you're still contagious. Yeah, until you, you can, get the second booster. You can give it to someone else until you get the second booster. That's when it eliminates that. And for everybody watching, just so you know, the vaccine, you ain't getting it until like around March, April, the first one, if you're just a regular person. Mm-hmm. Right now, it's healthcare, wor- healthcare workers, uh, old Older people and then risk uh, um, immune. Yeah, if you're immunocompromised, and it kind of goes on by. That's exactly. So you'll it. get it before me, probably, and 
I like from what I've heard from my doctor. Are you calling me an old fuck? No, but I'm saying like this I'm is incredible. In guys, <laughs> no, this no, was no. the end of Let's Talk About Cards. Thank you very much for <laughs> listening to us. No, but like I talked to my doctor and he said realistically, I'm not getting it till the end of the year. The vaccine? Yeah, because I'm in my 20s. I'm young. I'm healthy. That's the way they look at it. Yeah. Yeah, I'm probably gonna get it next month. No, you know what? With the old people, apparently, you so- just gotta go to your doctor and get the, get yourself written up for something. <laughs> Man, what what any well. Nothing happened, thank God. Yeah, thank God. So you didn't have any car problems? Well, no, you- so oh, I wasn't. I, I didn't drive that two weeks. Cars are fine. They're dirty. I haven't washed them, but okay. So nothing major. Nothing major. What about you? I changed the wheels on all of my cars. Looks I'm, so sick. I am so happy and excited. Yeah. I I told Vic, can you please wrap my Rolls Royce too, just like the aileron thing? And as as I asked him that, we uh, uh we got you know the news that you know we got our new house and all that stuff, and now I'm like Vic. Um, I don't know if I care about this anymore. So I messaged him today. I was like, if you haven't started, you know, you don't have to do anything to it. Yeah. And uh, the good thing is he hasn't replied. Oh, good. Yeah, yeah. So most likely. So he saw it. He started right after he saw the message. He's like, no, 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 no. I'm, star- I'm starting this. It's 70K. You must pay. It's, it is what it is. I still think you should do it. I think it just look, would look so dope. I know. I, I, my reasoning behind it, the reality yeah. is, you know, we're going to be working on the house. Yeah. We're going to be working for like two months. Yeah. And that's like a wasted time for all of that, if you will. Yeah. Like, at least with my cars, mm-hmm. not the other ones, because the access that we're getting is incredible. But uh, with my cars, I feel like it's just like, I'm yeah. not going to see them for a little bit. Totally. So I get, yeah, obviously I, we won't say where we're going. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but uh, are you planning to bring in all the cars you currently have? Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Unfortunately. <laughs> <laughs> it is my life. Hey, uh, a car that I always wanted, a car that I really liked, but I, I I thought it was stupid, was the Lamborghini Centenario. Yeah. When it first came out, I was dying at Stefan Winkleman. Winkleman? Yeah. That, oh, that was his last car, right, before he switched to that Bugatti? That was before he switched to Bugatti. And I was like, dude, you're a fucking clown. All you're doing is special edition cars, yeah. whatnot. I saw the car at the Geneva when they launched it, and I saw when he was doing the launch and all that stuff. I was like, this is fucking stupid. And then I really got him one, and I was like, this is pretty fucking cool. Yeah. Because, you know, you're buying a one-off piece, if you will. Like, it's 20 cars mm-hmm. being made, 40 total if you count the Roadsters. And they look really cool. They sound really cool. Yeah. They have a very awesome interior. Obviously, the customization level that you can yeah. get on the outside is other level. The new infotainment system. The infotainment system is insane. You're getting more horsepower. Yeah. But the coolest thing is you're getting a Lamborghini that can be serviced than any Lamborghini dealership. Nothing major. It's yeah. just simple. It's Instead of buying... You know, a Pagani or any other uh, smaller brand. Mm-hmm. I feel like that's for really, really a different type of wealth. Where yeah. you can just, you know, it, it's bothering me a little bit, so I'm going to fly the car, and then you get it, so you can it's expedite gone for things. six months. No problem. Yeah. You don't care. But to someone like me, I really, really missed out on that car, and I until today, I, I still regret that I yeah. didn't get it. But it was later. Now they're coming down. Some of them are even touching sticker or even lower. Really? Which is interesting. Yeah. That is fascinating. I I, I never thought it would. I know. Personally. Me either. Yeah. And then uh, Lamborghini just came out today with an incredibly beautifully sexy mm. Aventador Roadster. But it's not just Roadster. It's missing the front end. So I don't know if you, you remember. the Number one, Lamborghini's life cycle for their V12 cars lasts forever, dude. Yeah. It's longer than that relationship that you can get out from. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, it's one of those. It's yeah. 10 years. Yeah. The Aventador was announced 2011. That's when you saw it in Geneva. It came out the and it was 2012 hot. Aventador, dude. I remember that. 2012 Aventador was the first model that came out yeah. that they started delivering later that year. So now it's 2021. Yeah. 
in two days is basically 2021. Everybody's mm-hmm. gonna be. It's not in two days. It's like, Shut the fuck up. In, around the corner. <laughs> it's around the corner. Yeah. 2021. So clearly, 10 years have gone by, and now that 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 used to be like a regular cycle for a car. Mm-hmm. But I feel like it's been sped up. Like now, everybody's revising their cars fast. McLaren, the McLaren effect, man. The McLaren effect. I, I'd also say, even though I love Ferrari, yeah. it's the greatest brand of all time. Yeah, Ferrari did it with the four five eight, then the four eighty eight, uh, and now the F eight tribute. To, like, man, they banged one after yeah. the other like so fast. McLaren with the uh, MP four, then the six fifty S, then the. Uh, 675, but you can't count yeah. that. Then they jump into the 720, and now they're getting to the end of the line of the 720, and there's going to be a new car. Mm-hmm. Meanwhile, Lamborghini only pulled out one car out of their ass. It's crazy. In that line. That's how crazy and that honestly, is. And honestly, I think the upgrades that were done to the Huracan through its life cycle were way better than the Aventador. Because the problem is the platform for the Aventador yeah. is a clunky, yeah. dumb platform. for If you really want to drive, mm-hmm. if you really like driving and taking your car out rather than just being seen, yeah. the, the Huracan... There's barely any car that touches like how good yeah. that car is because it makes the sound, it gives you the revs, it's very direct steering. Mm-hmm. Specifically, even though the Evo, I think it's one of the greatest cars of all time, the Performante. It's because it's an R8. Come on. That's you fine. fucking The Aventador Audi, isn't based off of anything you else. Fucking Audi fanboy. I hope that I hope Audi one day just gives you whatever fucking car. I you hope want so. So that I can make- I remember the when we were at Monaco, one of the I forgot who it was, but it was some higher up at Audi. He gave me a pair of sunglasses. Why? Why did we meet? Oh, because we were in the Formula E thing. Yeah, and the guy was like one of the main. Yeah, dudes. one of the main uh, guys. Yeah. I was geeking out. Those sunglasses are still in my Audi to this day. My man. Yeah, yeah. my man. <laughs> so uh, along those lines, ten years of development. Uh, I don't know if you remember this, but when it first came out, when the Aventador first came out, there was one guy, a customer that purchased the Aventador J. Yeah, the eventually Jota. they called the Jota, the, uh, the mm-hmm. Jota. That car was the predecessor of this car that we're talking about right now, the SC20. And it was a roofless car, mm-hmm. you know, kind of like, uh, they really did it before Ferrari did the SP1, yeah, if man. you think about it. And I remember when that car came out, I was in, I think that was one of the first cars when I was younger that just blew my mind. The red that I was on it, the mirror, the way it was formed, it the like fact the that rear it, mirror, it was just such a beautiful car. The fact that it didn't have a windshield, like, yeah, it, it really was something else. And I remember thinking to myself, this is something that at some point in my yeah. life I want. It's crazy because I haven't thought about that car in years, but right when you said it, the image just popped into my head. I know oh, exactly what it looks like. How can you not? Yeah. It, I think it's one of the most legendary Lamborghini one-offs that they've ever done. Yeah, totally. So from there, they go, and basically nine years later, they come out with the SC20, and the SC20 is literally an SVJ. Mm-hmm. It's got seven seven uh, six point five liter engine, the seven hundred and seventy horsepower. It's identical. The powertrain is identical. Same thing with the yeah. uh, wheels and all that stuff. And uh, I'm sorry, with the traction, right? Yeah, like all wheel drive, all that stuff. And uh, it just looks incredible. Yeah, dude, it's the rear the, end, everything. Uh, they're not saying how much it like it cost that dude to make it. And they're saying it's road legal, which, by the way, if that car is road legal, that means that dude spent like six million bucks. Most likely, he spent six million. I was bucks. gonna say around seven million, probably all in. It's it's around that. That's what the Venenos were, right? No, the Venenos when they came out, they were three and a half. Three and a half. Which, by the way, now they seem like a deal when yeah. there's a few of them trading for like seven, eight million. That's what I'm thinking of the price now. Which that that Lambo, the the Venino is the one that showed me that. Nothing matters in Lamborghini's world other than design. Yeah. And if you make a limited design, that's cool. Because to me, I like the Venino. Mm-hmm. And I don't get me wrong. I would love to have one. But the Centenario, to me, is more useful. Totally. 
because it's an SVJ kind totally. of really still an SVJ mm -hmm. kind of like the SC20 mm -hmm. but the SC20 looks so good do you like those cars I love them I I love the way and I'm just a sucker for that blue that they throw on there too the Bugatti blue yeah it always looks so good and the rear end they really like updated the headlights all the lights are different on the car like they really made a new car well they went with the Sion yeah with the Sion and 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 that's another thing that confuses me are they gonna make the new car look like the Sion or because i feel like this yeah. is more like an svj mm -hmm. this really looks like an svj it's like the previous generation yeah. with some now, touches from the side and now the cn comes out which is the one that has the power uh the electric platform two on it like it's a hybrid obviously but it doesn't sound like they really went hybrid it sounds like they just added a little battery motor to the gearbox so you don't get the clunky yeah. gearbox changes but i I just want to make sure that that like whoever's buying it doesn't get a Reventon surprise. Like the next car is going to look identical to that for a third of the price. I'm sorry. It's a one on one. So I'm sure they're taking care of the guy. I'm sure it's already their top client. Well, this one should be. Yeah. This one should be. And whoever that hero is. Yeah. Holy shit! I'm jealous. That's what I I think. If I had unlimited money in this world, that's what I would do. I would ask my favorite car maker to just make me a one off that I just have. Yeah. That is the biggest dick move in the world. Like, the most ballerific yeah. move in the world. And it means so much to you. You never got to get rid of it. Like, that. even that, like, the Rolls Royce went off. Yeah, went the off. dude that spent, like, $14 million or $12 million in his Rolls Royce. Remember yeah. that? Yeah, dude. Like, But that's, like, it's something that you cherish forever. Oh, yeah. You know, so it's, if you're able to do it, great for you. I always love one-offs. I'm but, not a big fan of the limited run special cars for three, four million. But if you don't go a one-off... I'd go with that. Yeah. I, I'd rather have that instead. And I yeah. feel like Ferrari does one-offs the cheapest. Now, yeah, if they really they have their model set. Which now, I'm, the car world just changed so much in the past two years. Yeah. Because how is Ferrari at $3.5 million one-off uh, uh, cars, even to $4 million, giving you the cheapest car out of everyone? Yeah. McLaren is like, if you want a one-off, it's $6 million. Mm -hmm. Lamborghini, I'm assuming, is going to be $6 million because, yeah. again, they're saying it's road legal. How is Ferrari doing this for weight less? I feel like because at the same time Ferrari like won't touch the interior really, they just do a body kit. The Lambo like you can tell that they put a lot of R and D into that one. Oh well, yeah, they change a lot of things. Yeah. That and also what you're saying is very true. But I'm amazed that Ferrari doesn't charge you more than that because to me it was Ferrari. You know, I, I know a couple of guys that got a one off from the one off program from Ferrari, and I was like, this is so stupid, dude. This is just like a four five eight with a V twelve. <laughs> exactly. With a V twelve, like uh -huh. I know it's cool. But not three and a half million dollars cool. Yeah. And then the other dude did the uh what it what was it? An A12. Mm -hmm. And he just made like a see-through cover on the A12 and whatnot. And, and the car was like four and a half million dollars. Yeah. I was like, dude, this is an A12. Like, what are you doing? Yeah. But now they look like deals and it looks like those guys are winning. Yeah. But Ferrari, Ferrari's definitely doing it uh a little on the easier side. Yeah, yeah. They're not, they're they're looking over at the cheat sheet of the guy next to them and, and just copying over a few things. <laughs> So, man, Lamborghini, you keep doing these one-offs. I'm totally in. By the way, I hated Winkleman uh, when he was at Lamborghini because they didn't let him be. Yeah. When he came out with the Centenario, and I didn't understand that until the Bugatti showed us the Devo one. Mm -hmm. And by the way, I'm, I'm going to do a story time on the Devo. Great. Uh, explaining this. But when he showed me the Devo, that's when I realized this guy is fucking brilliant. Because he's creating value out of thin air mm -hmm. for a brand. And people don't appreciate it. And I can tell that Lamborghini was holding his hands. Yeah. Like, now with Bugatti, you're seeing him fucking go nuts. It is crazy. Because Bugatti has always been the top of the top. Has always been that brand. But he has really elevated it to a level that is untouchable. Right? You could you could get close to getting a car that, like, 
to the Div- like not 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 the Divo, like the Chiron. Like there are cars that even though you know it's the best of the best, can get up to that level. You can't compete with the Divo. You can't compete with these new uh, limited runs. The Cento D, like I feel like if you have a Divo, yeah, there, there's nothing you can buy on this earth that will be like whoa. Yeah, there's no one that that is going to be able to to upball you. No, on it. You show up on a Devo, you showed up on a Devo, yeah. senor. Like, you showed up to the red carpet, pulled down your pants, and then you rolled your dick all the way to the entrance of the Chinese theater, all the <laughs> way from your car. Like, that's what you're doing yeah. with a Devo. Wow. And he showed that there's a market for it. Like, I I, originally, when we a couple of years ago, when we, when we found out about this plan, we were asking ourselves, is there a market for this? Obviously, yeah. there is. Well, they did their research, and, the, and it's there. And, and let's talk the, just real quick in between about the, the car market right now. Because yeah. it's taking a direction that I didn't even fucking consider would be taking. Mm-hmm. We saw what happened with COVID. We saw like uh, uh, how the markets were affected for the three months that we had the quarantine. Then they got hot. And right now, you just can't keep cars on a lot. Everything is selling like so fast. Yeah. Everybody's ordering the latest and greatest, which obviously means rich people just made way more money. And yeah. then people that didn't have much are really fucking struggling right now. And I just thought that the market would go in cohesiveness with the economy. Yeah. And it's not. But I'll do say this before every big dip, there's a big frenzy. Mm-hmm. Bitcoin got uh, today. Bitcoin got to twenty thousand dollars, and it's yeah. going to continue to go because it's not the first time it's done that. But the first time he did it, it went down to three thousand dollars later. Mm-hmm. Two thousand eight happened was because it was on an exploding trend. Yeah, and then you have the adjustment. In here, I'm scared of that, but at the same time, I feel like there's too much money now in the officially. Yeah, there's too much money in the world. People are too smart now with their money, whereas before, like only ten years ago. We didn't know what the fuck. Like, yeah. a lot of billionaires lost their ass because they weren't ready. They they didn't have, like, their safety nets and whatnot. Right now, it feels like everybody can buy these things. And that's why we're seeing cars like the Hennessy Venom F5 come out. And, and you know, he's going to make 15. He's talking about making 24 examples. Yeah. And he's saying that he already sold 14 examples. They're going to be $2.1 million. Mm-hmm. They're going to do uh, a V8 6.6 liter engine that produces 1,800 horsepower. So clearly he's competing against Koenigsegg. Yeah. That, that's what the numbers that you, we were talking about before. Mm-hmm. And he's going to do a top speed of 311 miles an hour. If you guys are watching from Canada or anywhere else, that's 500 fucking Ooh. kilometers an hour. You did the conversion, huh? I am Mexican now. I'm back to, <laughs> I'm back to being Mexican. Now my head goes into both things at the same time. Yeah, that 500 horsepower, horsepower. Only 24 examples. And it took him three years to get to this point where he showed the car finally running. Yeah. How do we feel about the Hennessy Venom coming into the market with what it's offering? Because it feels like also SEC with the Tuatara was aiming for the same market. How are we feeling about these cars coming out of the U.S. attacking the Koenigsegg market? What's your take on it? Yeah, Um, and I think what we talked about it out uh, before we got in in, in here for the podcast, like just even simply seeing their marketing strategy for the car. They aren't even really marketing it to the United States, which is odd. Like they are... Giving the car out to all the influencers out of in the Europe, UK, in the UK, and uh, at least from my perspective, maybe a lot of the orders are coming from there, but I don't see that the the want for an American car over there, especially well, now given as dumb as it is the political climate over here. Like we've traveled, people don't look at America the way they used to. No, yeah, it's, we're kind of a joke right now. Yeah, yeah. Uh, well, 
it's it's just what it is. Yeah. I'm not trying to talk about it. I love our country. And before you guys jump into anything, it's not my fault. I didn't burn the Senna. Yeah. I didn't make America look like a joke, okay? Before you guys fucking start giving me shit. Now. But it, that <laughs> on its own doesn't bring value to the car, except if you're American at this yeah. point, you know? But, um, and also the other question that I have is, uh, for example, because you're looking at $2.1 million. Yeah. The T50 by Gordon Murray is $2.5 million. Yeah. Wouldn't you rather buy the F1 car from the 100%. main dude? Like, but that's what I'm saying. And then you go, and you're talking about a marketing yeah. strategy. He did go and showed it to those guys. As an American guy, like uh, you're a guy from Texas, America, the fucking American flag yeah. everywhere, just like the SEC guy, mm -hmm. right, with his American apology that <laughs> made no sense. Yeah. And you're going immediately to all of the European guys, which, by the way, McLaren, when they come out with a new car, any, any brand from there, they give it first to their British guys. Yeah, with good local reason. British guys. Yeah. And in here, you have, like, amazing people, like, and, and I'm so out of touch with this, but you have, like, uh, the guy from Wiki. Yeah, yeah, sorry, WikiLeaks. Uh, no, no, not WikiLeaks. That's a uh, uh, Wiki car. Oh, yeah, not WikiLeaks. What am I talking the about? The guy that tells the stories. Yeah. Uh, I, I love his videos. I watch him, him all the time. There's Tavarish. There's so many fucking... Uh, James Stradman. The, there's uh, James. There's so many people yeah. that do that here, like uh, Daily Driven Exotics. Yeah, there's so many guys that... Call those guys, dude. Yeah, that's call what they should guys. be doing. Dude, those are your dudes. I don't man. care if you call us. Oh wait, wait. The uh, uh, <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. By the way, Delhi Driven Exotics. You guys are Canadian, so no, you can't come into the U.S. to <laughs> fucking drive these cars. I'm sorry. Sorry. Uh, <laughs> but but really, it's sorry, like, Damon, Dave. Who do they want their customer to be? And ultimately, I think their customer is a tip of a typical rich white guy. Yeah, that's pro America, which is fine. You know, which is that's it's what great. they're going for. It's just interesting that he went on and and released the car in Europe first, which I understand. We all want the cloud, and you want to look European that's what I was and all say. that stuff. But Europe, Europe is playing you. It's the ego play. It's trying to associate yourselves with those brands, and ultimately, like he did get uh, videos with some of the bigger creators. Like, and he, he's going to get some great content oh, out of that. And I'm I'm very happy for yeah. that. I just think it's a weird. Uh, it is. It's a weird come to market strategy, especially yeah. working in marketing. I, yeah, I was like, what? what? Yeah, what happened to your guys? But yeah, when it comes to the car, though, the looks, I like it. Yeah. I think it looks really good. It, it's really slick, and and seeing some of the rollers of it, it looks really clean. It personally. turned out way prettier than the first one. The first yeah, one, the renders, like the prototype, were... the prototype thing that he had, kind of looked like a Corvette that was manipulated. It looked a like a body kit. This looks like a properly designed, yeah. produced car. Um, and ultimately, they're, in Hennessy fashion, they're grabbing the biggest engine, biggest turbos, everything. And ultimately, I believe the numbers that they put out there because it, ultimately, if you put enough, enough, uh, uh, juicing an engine, you'll get it. To you'll work. get it to yeah, do yeah. whatever you no want. No matter what. Now, will the car have traction from the start? Yeah, well, it's two wheel drive. It's well, we don't know about the reliability, you know, because they really are just kind of picking the biggest parts from different manufacturers and throwing it together and and that's another thing, and making right? it a package, but. Uh, I'm excited for it. It looks good. I'm glad I finally came to market. I know it's been a long time coming. and I want to see it rolling through the streets. I want yeah. to see that thing rolling through the streets. I want to hear what people think that bought it. Like, I, I really... It's a new it's a new generation of cars that we're yeah. seeing. Back in the day when Hennessy did the Venom, the original mm -hmm. Venom, it was not the same thing. Yeah. Like, like a, uh, reliability, and he also grabbed another car as a base platform, and... Yeah. You know, it's a different story than the Lotus, one right? Yeah, he picked yeah. Lotus. It's a different strategy than the one he's telling yeah. today. But that car had many, 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 many problems. Yeah. And this one, I'm hoping it's good because I mean, the SEC guy really embarrassed the 
America? Would you say America car maker? Yeah, I would say just the perspective of, an, of American hypercar. Okay. Yeah. So John Hennessy yeah. better fucking come out guns blazing and proving mm -hmm. everybody that we can still make some cool shit in this country. I hope so. For the sake of the car world, like if they can go run that car 300 plus, it'd be epic. Because at this point, I don't even following it. Like SEC has not said a word about their run. If they're going to do their run. I really think that's never going to happen. So now you understand what he did. He yeah. tried, he, and just like we said with his video that we were watching, yeah. he just tried to play everyone. And when, people, and when people called him out, he's just like, America, Eagles, yeah. I am a great citizen, white guy. We got this. Yeah, exactly. So I'm, I'm like, I'm rooting for Hennessy, and I hope that they bring it I to market. I hope he gets it done. Yeah. It's been a while since we've done anything. I mean, the biggest American car company in the world is Tesla, and it's owned by a South African guy. Yeah. So let us be clear. There's not a lot of, <laughs> of I, great things coming out of Ford and coming out of GM right now. Yeah. And we're like, capable of it. We just, like, I that, feel like we've lost our dreamer mentality of, like, aiming for the stars, and we're just... That's really weird, yeah. no? Because this country, like, really wants to get number one at everything. We want to be the one that sells the most this. We want to be the ones to go to space. We want to be the... Why are we not making but the greatest are. cars? Now we're number we one in COVID cases. That is true. We're number one in all these other... We're, we're number one in all the bad stuff. Well, we're not number one in obesity anymore. My people from Mexico <laughs> took it. But come on, guys. Do a couple squats. Yeah. I don't know how to lose weight. I don't know. Uh, it's just interesting. I'm excited about the Hennessy Venom. Uh, yeah, did they F5. say when they're coming out? He's saying next year. Next year? He's going to do uh, uh, start delivering around September, end of the year. Yeah. Which is really exciting. Again, I want to I wanna see this be a real rival. Like, basically what SEC uh, said with the Tuatara yeah. that was going to be. I want to see this car do that. Yeah. I want to see the U.S. fucking get somewhere. I want to see the Texas guy fucking win. I don't want... And, and listen, this sounds like completely anti-racist. Yeah. Uh, uh, but it's not. I don't want to see foreigners come in here and just showing you that they can do better. We yeah. can do fucking better. And I'm a, I'm a Mexican too. But we can do great shit in this place. Yeah, we really can. And I feel like we've seen over the last few years just like country, like countries really bringing out their best. Like, for example, Remak. Remak, that's what I was about to go is Remak in Croatia. And it goes to show that like it really is capable anywhere. And why not here? Yeah. Well, no, we can. I yeah. know. It, it's just everything is on your shoulders, John Hennessy. Don't fuck it up for everyone. I hope it's just reliable. And I hope that the years of producing their own cars and now like growing a name for themselves, that they are able to bring the reliability that the Venom just didn't have. Yeah, because that, that's key. Yeah. The, the car needs to work. Yeah. The car needs to work. You can't say that it's the fastest car as long as the day's perfect, the weather's perfect, the temperature is perfect, the, you know. And it's right out of the shop. Yeah. yeah. No, it's got to work over mm -hmm. and over and over again. It's got to be a workhorse. Yeah. So there's there's a lot of balls in what Hennessy's doing, mm -hmm. but there's also a lot of responsibility that comes with taking such a long shot. Totally. Right? Because you're putting yeah. all of that on your shoulders because clearly my guy in the Twatar would, and what's good with the Tuatara thing is now Hennessy has a bar that they have to reach. And if they do, do try to do this high-speed run, we know that they're going to do everything they need to to validate it. I, I guess so. I they think, have to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You don't think he's going to come out and just manipulate the numbers and then be like, let's see if they Everyone's already going to be looking for it, you know? So that That's the one thing that the uh, Tuatara did. Yeah. It made people really look into numbers. Yeah. <laughs> for good reason. So we'll give him that. Hey. <laughs> I was on Twitter this morning. Uh huh. You've been hey. more active lately. Every time I open up, I see three, four tweets from like four, five, six a.m. I love Twitter. <laughs> I love, but I love Twitter in Spanish. Yeah. In English, you go to argue with people. In Spanish, you go to laugh with people. Yeah. And I'm on the let me go fucking laugh with people. Mm -hmm. So I throw all of my stupid jokes and I talk about cars in there in that really silly way, and I'm having a great time. 
And while I'm scrolling to Twitter this morning and making my morning joke, which, by the way, did not land, I tried. It never does. It sometimes does, Sergio. <laughs> it sometimes There's does. mornings where I wake up and I see it, and I'm like, yeah, that's a good one, but <laughs> it's, a, it's a rare occasion if I'm going to By the way, it. I didn't know you were there judging me. Now I'm feeling self-conscious. I thought no one follows me on Twitter that knows me. Like I, I just expect better from you. Wow. <laughs> Guys, follow me on Twitter. Salamandra on Twitter. <laughs> the greatest, hottest thing in Spanish is happening. I'll tweet in English about my sports, like my New York Giants sucking, but that's it. And while I was on Twitter today, after my joke that didn't land, I saw that Pagani announced the new Waira Tricolore. You're and telling it, me. And it left me with my mouth open. Do you know why? Because I, th I thought you had the first Tricolore. Because I feel like I sat down with my boy in a car, and I said, Horatio, I need you to make me this Waira Tricolore. And he said, Alejandro, I got no problem. He's just not going to name it the Waira Tricolore. And also, I didn't think about it. Like I yeah. said, I'm not going to name it the same thing that he was named. I'm going to call it the 730S. And then I changed the name to Da Vinci. Because I, I just thought, <laughs> I changed, by the way, I changed the name to Da Vinci. I'm the one who said that. Because you're oh, an no. artist. Was it Da Vinci? Yeah, it's Da Vinci. Well, it's not because of the artist. It's because of the turtle, uh, the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle. Yeah. That's why I used that name. So I was like, man, we already have Da Vincini in the lineup. <laughs> why are you coming out with another trickler? And I looked at the car. It looks a lot like mine. Take that as a compliment, you know, like, like, what is it? A flatter, like copying well, is like the best way to flatter. It, it, is, it is. It is. Absolutely. And yeah. I'm going to, I'm going to say this. Obviously it's not my design to begin with. Yeah. The Tricolore, right? Like Horatio got it before. And I was like, dude, you I, took ideas from it. You should do this into a wire and mix it with an R. But I don't know. He kind of, I, I feel like that's weird. Yo, and he also came out with a dragon edition. The one with the tail, remember? Yeah. And they, they sold those in China. They had three Japan. cars. Wasn't it China? I think it was Japan. Okay, I could be completely yeah. racist right now. Because remember, all those all those high end crazy cars go to Japan. I know, but also China, dude. Some of them go yeah. to China. That's why I'm confused. So let's say Japan or China. Yeah. Sorry, everyone, not being racist. It's definitely Just it's a, definitely Japan. A bad case of the weeds. Um, <laughs> and they came out with that car, and it was identical to my car. Like, yeah. Literally identical, but it had the wing on it. Mm -hmm. I was like, that is interesting. At least someone like the spec. But now bluntly come out and go like, here's a Tricolore, boys. Yeah. Hey, can I tell you the worst part of this is? What? I'm happy for Horatio. I'm very, very, very happy for Horatio. I hope that he sells all of them. If he's going to make yeah. three, five, whatever the fuck he's going to do. Yeah. I hope he sells them all. And it makes me sad that my car just never stayed as is from the lineup. Like, because it, it, it could have been the one. Because yeah. I remember Horatio was really excited when, he, when I came and spec with him. I was like, this is like the Tricolore. Yeah. And he was pumped about it. But then it lost its specialness. It just, it, it, the, the, yeah. the Japan or China car really diluted my emotions. Yeah. And then when I changed the name to Da Vinci, uh, I don't know. It just didn't feel that special anymore. I feel like anyone yeah. can just name anything Da Vinci. Do you know if it's based off like the base Huayra or the BC it's a, or anything? It's, it's a base. They're bringing back the base Huayra. Well, Interesting. Well, no, 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 no. You cannot bring back the base wire because now you're using the new gearboxes and oh, all that well, yeah. stuff. Oh, yeah. I just thought they already did their final run of the Huayra. Well, the wire is done. Yeah. The coupe. But now it's the Tricolore. Now it's a Tricolore. It's a different one. Yeah. You, you know how, yeah, 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 you know yeah. how Pagani yeah. works. And you got to give it to them. Everybody knows how they work. Everybody knows that they're going to make more. And people still buy them. Yeah, the cars get sold. Because Horatio's make, Horatio makes beautiful fucking cars. Yeah. And he does give you, by far... By miles, the best experience, purchasing buying, experience yeah. out of everyone. And if you're going to meet someone and you're going to spend your time, like, and your thing is the car, it better be like that.
That's yeah. what I think he really does it really, really well. It doesn't matter. Like, I understand I was not the perfect fit at the time when I bought the car because I'm not a trillionaire that could just fly cars and put them here and yeah. just have him sit somewhere. That's not me. But uh, I understand his market. Mm -hmm. I understand why he's doing what he does, and I think it's brilliant. Yeah. And and right now with uh, Tricolore, I wish him a lot of luck. I just I just had to say it here. Yeah. It burns a little bit. I'm excited. Yeah, I'm excited for it. It's burns a little bit, but I'm very happy for him. I want to see them full flat, like full, fully fleshed out. I want to see them on the road, and hopefully, I, I, I kind of want to drive one. Yeah, it's crazy that every iteration is just always so much more beautiful. Like you always are, like, what are you gonna do next? But that's what he does. It's crazy. Like Horatio's when we saw a designer. the what's the one that he did with the rear caps, the rear wheels covered. It was his personal car, the Berlin. Uh, hang on, the Berlinetta. Is it that? Yeah. yeah. When we saw that in, in Saudi. Yeah, in Riyadh. Oh, my gosh. You know, that car was a, a, a thing because he was supposed to deliver three more or four more. Yeah. And he was selling those for $15 million, But the other ones, did you ever see another one? No. That's strange. I, I And what I don't know is because he had one guy that bought two. Yeah. One guy bought two, 12, 15, whatever million dollars yeah. it was. So... I don't know if there's more hiding or if really Horatio's holding the only one, but that car is one of the most beautiful cars I've ever seen in my life. Like you said, yeah. bar none. We saw it in Riyadh and we were dying. There's there's few cars, because we've been able to see everything, that really makes your mouth drop and that's one where you're just like, this is a piece of art. And now like, you, just the higher Roadster in general, the BC, it just, you can't look at it and be like, wow, like you, 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 there's nothing to nitpick on it. There's issues within the way the car works itself, but as a sitting piece of art, it's incredible. Not, no other car yeah. in the world, no other car maker, nobody can do what he does. Can I tell you something that I would like to see from Horatio? Yeah. A watch. Yeah, honestly. I'd like to see him design a watch. Because we've seen, like, the luggage, all that kind of stuff. Like, everything that he puts his touch to, it's incredible. Incredible. Yeah. So, yeah, it would, it'd, be, it'd be awesome to see him do, like, a limited run with one of these larger brands and getting his touch on it. I mean, if Bugatti's doing it, all these guys, but the reality is they have their own designers and they're just licensing, right? Yeah. I just wonder if Horatio would be okay jumping into a yeah. job like that. I'm really curious because sure I would down love the line. to see it. I would it, Maybe yeah. there is one, and you guys can tell us in the yeah. comments down below, but I'm not aware of it, and I'd love to see it. Because Pagani's still early on in their life cycle. Like, I can see themselves really forming their brand into a brand that can sustain... Those those other high end luxury goods like now that Bugatti does like they just released a speaker today, I don't even know how expensive it is. You don't want to know exactly, but they're in, in those Jacob Jacob and Co watches with the sixteen cylinders and the tourbillon one. It's crazy, and yeah. I think Pagani can get to that point as a brand and their brand recognition. I think they are. They just not taking advantage of the licensing opportunities as much as the other yeah. guys because the other guys are run by a huge conglomerate while Pagani is run by a family and Horatio yeah. and all that stuff. Yeah, I feel like that's where it's getting lost a little bit. But from Pagani, let's go to something else more Italian. Ferrari losing their CEO, Luis Camil um, Camilleri, at 65 years old, stepped down after getting a really bad case of COVID. Yeah. And he said that it's unrelated to COVID, that he's just stepping down. And do you know that dude was, at the same time, he was the CEO of Ferrari for two years. He was a chairman at, uh, I always, uh, Philip Morris, which is a company that wow. makes Marlboro, by the way. Huh. For those of you who are too young to know this. Wow. And that, and that for sure was the old CEO, not the new interim one? Yeah, yeah, okay. He stepped down from both companies and said, like, I want none of this. Uh, so... Dude, when you're faced with death like that... He was the CEO for yeah. two years. And now, right now, uh, what you were pointing out is that Ferrari... Yeah, they, they placed an interim CEO, which is uh, part of the uh, family that owns 38% or whatever. 23. The largest percentage yeah. in for, uh, privately owned by Ferrari. 
So that guy is managing this. And now they're looking for somebody else that manages either a luxury brand or a tech brand. Yeah. What do you think the play for Ferrari is here in your eyes? And yeah. then I'll give you mine. How about that? In my eyes, honestly, I think tech. I think the way cars are going, everything is going software-based, battery-based. You're going to need somebody that knows softwares in and outs and how to, how to handle the distribution of all that and, and getting all the supply chains done. What do you think is harder to get? Uh, a brand luxury CEO, like a luxury brand, yeah. uh, a luxury brand guy will do a better job or a tech guy and why? I, I guess I, I still would say, I think it's going to be harder to get a good tech guy but I think it is the most value for them because ultimately like they still have their designers and now all cars are to the point where the interiors are all for the most part really nice. The designs are really nice. Like it is, everything is so aero driven now that everything's looking pretty similar, mm -hmm. you know? Um, so I don't think, I think as much as I wish design comes through more, I think it's now coming more into the, the background to I allow for the maximum push of tech and performance. I agree with you. I think it's way harder to find a good tech guy, a, a good tech CEO with a vision that can be plugged into the car thing. But yeah. if you really find the right piece, there's no luxury brand CEO that will be able to bring you that type of uh, technology into yeah. your table, right? Because you're hiring a luxury brand guy that all he does is creating value from a brand. Yeah, Ferrari is the most valuable brand in the mm -hmm. world. Everybody knows that. Uh, but is that really how you're going to hold your company over? What I really don't like about this is uh, Luis Camile uh, Camilleri came in uh, for two years. Yeah. And before stepping, uh, not only stepping down, but before him, it was the other guy that died. Remember? Yeah, I don't remember his Ma name. Machi Machiaroni, uh, Sergio Macheroni. Or yes, I, yes, yes. I, I, I don't know how to pronounce his last name, so please don't fucking kill me. But uh, that dude came in. There's one thing I don't like about big companies. Yeah. You're rotating CEOs for quarterly reports. That's wrong, dude. Because the CEO is only going to make an immediate short change into your future so that he can show that he's profitable and he can keep getting paid the $12 million. Mm -hmm. I feel like Ferrari right now is in a great opportunity to grab someone that they will sit at the helm of the company that they truly believe in yeah. as a whole and go and lay out lay out a 10-year plan, especially with everything changing at the pace that it's changing right now, and go and make a big plan for the future. Yeah, There's no time to put a, a next quarter guy right now. I think that would be a waste of time. I think you want to get someone in there that's going to look ahead, that's going to make, you know, uh, we're doing these cars, this is what we're doing, this is what we're doing with our branding, and this is the future of it. Yeah. And that's how we're going to do it. Because right now we talked about coach building. Coach building is coming back on the scene, man. Mm-hmm. It's getting back to the early 1900s when it became like a uh, car building, uh, coach building yeah. uh, organism, if you will, where where Bugatti would bring in the car, but then you would go to another coach builder and then he would do the interior. That's coming back, yeah. especially with electric cars. I feel like Ferrari has a big chance to make a big play in those spaces with all the items and all of the tools and all of the people and all the brands that they have mm -hmm. that if they don't grab the right person, they're just never going to be able to stride forward in a long for the long term because yeah. right now it's critical they find the right guy for this future yeah. that's happening right now. And they're in a great spot right now. Like we've talked about it, their cars are really where they should be now. Finally, and if they just keep that momentum going, I think they got they're going to keep killing it and keep being seen as this insanely valuable brand. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The only thing they don't got going on is the F one. <laughs> Yeah, but... Think, but hey, 
uh, it's one thing. Yeah, it doesn't the, really affect their market. They got their branding done right. They got their street cars. They got their street cars. Honestly, wow. I've, I've been getting a lot of people that have, uh, are driving the SF90. Mm -hmm. They're telling me, this is the most powerful thing I've ever driven. Oh, Period. Yeah. This is the fastest car I've ever driven. That is a good thing. Because people, when the 918 came out and they started to get in the car, and they were like, this is the fastest fucking thing in the world. Yeah. People went nuts over it. And I'm getting an SF90, sir. I know, man. I'm stuck for your game. It's going to be many years. Well, it could be. In, right? It's going to be a couple of years. In seven years. <laughs> in, but that uh, car is going to be dope. Yeah, I'm getting the I'm last one. The last one should be now, like, either one and a half to two years. Yeah. Hopefully less than It'll that. It'll fly by, though. I think so, too. Yeah. I'm not concerned about that at all. I'm not thinking yeah. about it. I'm, I'm just excited that I'm getting people seeing them so excited about the car. It feels like 918 times again. Are you going to go tailor-made? Do you have an idea to go anything special or... So my first request was, I need this car to be A to Z, tailor-made. Yeah. And then he told me it would take me another eight months to get tailor-made. Eight months. It's not about the money, because the money I'm already spending, the spec is going to be fucking stupid. Yeah. But the really tailor-made things that I wanted, the guy goes, oof, that's going to be eight months and this much. I was like, I don't know if I want to wait eight months. And then literally, like, yeah. two weeks later, they announced a spider. So I was like, damn it. And also, the one thing that's really cool about it, getting one of the last cars, I get to see all the other specs. Yeah. And see so what I'm works, like, what doesn't. I like that. I like that. I like that. I hate that. And just pick and choose the best parts of it yeah. and put it out. But I'm excited for the future of Ferrari. I hope that they pick the right guy. Yeah. They really, it's vital. They need someone outside of just a regular CEO, chairman dude. They need someone with a big vision for the brand because I want to see this brand just fucking explode. Yeah. Now... Oh, Sergio, did you did you watch that AMG one? Yeah, you did. Yeah, the AMG one commercial with Lewis Hamilton. How fucking cool is that? Yeah, man, it sends like shivers down your spine just seeing the the like front flaps open up, the rear wing. It just, it, I'm so stuck for that car. I'll tell you this, guys, you gotta look this up right now. You barely see the car at the end of yeah. the of the thing, but the coolest thing is they set it all up, and this is something that I thought was brilliant. They set it all, all up with Lewis finishing a race. He's giving the final interview, and he's like, all right, thank you. Uh, he walks away from the final interview. He walks by the garage. He's like, great job today, boys. And they got W11 right there with the door open, which is his Formula One car. He walks through the garage, and then there's another kid that's there. He's like, hey, man, I haven't seen you in a while. And then they call Lewis, and they're like, Lewis, your car's ready to, uh, test it on the, to be test tested on the track open the garage, you see the AMG one, and you're like, holy shit. And all it says at the bottom, F1 technology for the streets. Yeah. Are you fucking kidding me right now? I need that. I want that. I need to be Lewis Hamilton. I need to I need to be a race car driver, right? I, I mean, I got yeah, so many man. feelings from it. It's ah. a spaceship. Like, I, when I look at, like, let's say the Valkyrie. I love the Valkyrie. I'm really excited for the Valkyrie. But there's just something about the project one that just feels so special. To me, it's now like really, really separated. And the, the looks Valkyrie. are growing on me. It just looks so dope. And you know they're going to kill it. You know it. I, and there's I told, no doubt. I told Pato. I told Pato. When I get my AMG one, and yeah. let's say they come out at the time that, let's say that, you know, Aileron goes well. Because Pato's a, a business partner in yeah. Mescal too. I told him, if you don't buy a, an AMG one, I'm buying one. And the first thing I'm doing is I'm renting a racetrack and you're taking me out on this shit <laughs> so that I can feel what it really feels yeah. like. Getting a uh, getting Formula One performance out of a streetcar, I'm in. Just the All sound. Oh, 
To get that sound in the cockpit. If Pato's not free, you let me know. I'm free too. You're free? I'm, I'm always free. Well, oh man. <laughs> <laughs> I'm stoked. I'm stoked for that car. I'm stoked for you to get one whenever that may be. Thank you. Thank um, you. Hopefully. Yeah, I'm just stoked to see one on the road, just to sit in one. It's gonna, I'm just so excited. There are so many good things about it. Uh, and so it looks many. so good no matter what they put it like that, whatever wrap or whatever they had on that car, if yeah. that was a paint shop, it looks so good. Yeah, it really, like you said, uh, uh, it really separated itself from the Valkyrie yeah. now. Like, it really feels, the Valkyrie feels like a little thing, like a toy. Yeah. The AMG one feels like, you want, do you want to get in a Formula One car? Yeah. It's literally like, do you want to get in this shit? And you can open the door, and a normal person can get in, even if you're obese. Yeah. Like, not like the Valkyrie, which my friend got stuck in the car, and they couldn't pull him out. I would have paid a billion dollars <laughs> to see that, by the way. From one funny thing to another, let's talk about the McLaren Sabre. Yeah, uh, a lot of pictures just leaked today of a car. I mean, we've seen it before. I saw somebody at Thermal was looking at the car and uploaded stories, and they went viral. Mm -hmm. uh, but now there's like spy shots at the gas station, so we can talk about it again. The McLaren uh, Saber, it's kind of like a Senna lookalike, so a lot of people don't understand. It just has cleaner arrow, cleaner looks, and a bigger wing on the back with a shark fin that goes yeah. through. It's a little more refined. It's a little bit more refined. And they're saying they're only going to make 15 to 25. Yeah. And they're going to be $3 million each. I like the concept. I love the look. I think the cleaner Senna look, uh, the more modern and, and uniform. Because yeah. it kind of looks like a Centenario. You brought that up in some, yeah. in some lines. The arrow is very similar. I think that's gorgeous. Yeah. I think that's a brilliant way for McLaren to make money on their one-ups. Wow, I just painted all of my sweatpants. <laughs> Sergio, why'd you let me do this? Belen's going to fucking She's kill me. Kill this you. is great news. By you the way, we've got to finish the podcast now. Yeah. Though. Uh, uh, do you like the idea of McLaren making more like of these cars, the one-offs, but like in little groups? Or do you are you more of the idea of like, do you just get to the street car, let's go to the other one? I think that I, I like it. I think they're doing it too much. Because I think like... Well, the cars that they release, like it's just too similar to the Senna because it really is just a carbon copy of the Senna with cleaner air. Yeah. Um, and then they just released the Speed Tail. Like they're just, they're such high valued cars that I just think they're diluting their own market. Yeah. Because like as a, as a buyer, let's say you're in that market for McLaren, and then within the span of two three years, they offer you three, two three million dollar cars. And they do, by the way. Exactly. Yeah. Like it just it feels like they're devaluing themselves because there's not much that competes with with their cars. Like they're not like they're kind of in their own little market. Yeah. On their yeah. own now. Yeah, like Porsche's not doing anything like that. Ferrari's yeah. not doing anything like that. Yeah. Uh, I personally love the car. I think it looks great. The air, I, it, it's a, the Senna was a purpose-built car. Yeah. And this is too, but it is a, this is a beautiful car. I think so too. I think this is what I would have loved my Senna to look like, even though I really love the way my Senna yeah. looked like for those 11 days. Yeah, for those 11 days. It uh, looked really hot. It was yeah. lit. It was lit. It was, that it was. <laughs> but yeah, I think, I think they're just devaluing themselves. I think they're, I think they should be spaced out more. Yeah. Um, like like what Lamborghini does is they do this long life cycle of the car and then they hit you with the bang. Yeah. McLaren is hitting you with the bang every year, two years. Yeah. So it, rem it removes the excitement from it. Dude, if you're fucking all day and all night, you're going to get tired of fucking. Yeah. And they're hitting you with the fucking all day and all night. Like, come on, man. I was thinking about like what you just said. Uh, the fact that, let's say that I order one right now. Yeah. And here's $3 million. By the time the car comes out, they will <laughs> announce another one. Yeah, exactly. That will be better. That I'll be like, it, can I get that instead? Yeah. Right? The and life cycle is so short. And we see it with like, people that do buy all these cars. Like They literally are posting about it. And then six months later, they get the new one. And then six and, months later, they get the new one. By, and by the way, this whole car thing on, online really yeah. became a thing of its own. right? Like People legitimately are just buying these cars. 
to create Instagram pages and yeah. all that stuff. And that's worked m wonderfully for the car world. But at the same time, I'm meeting all of the OG guys, all of the guys that have been around like us, right? That have been around for a very long time, buying cars for a long time. It took away the special. Yeah. It legitimately took away the special feeling of like, I got something that a small community that belongs to this, that loves cars, likes. Like now every, every asshole can get a car. Yeah, and it's crazy because now it's like, to be able to be in the conversation, you got to get more expensive, more expensive things. You can't buy your run-of-the-day supercar and succeed as a YouTuber now. You need that hypercar. You need something crazy. And it's like... I feel bad for those kids. It sucks because they're, they're over-leveraging themselves. Guys, they're getting themselves into massive financial holes. To all of you guys watching, don't be assholes and let the kids buy themselves a fucking house first. And then... Yeah, man. Let, let them chill with the buying cars. You like know? The amount of people that I know that instead of putting money down for a house are buying an M2, an M3. Yeah. And it's oh. like, man, yeah, you're living out of this tiny apartment. You're not saving anything, but you got a dope car. Yeah. Good for you, yeah. but, but you're doing nothing long term. No, and that's the problem. That's that's the problem. Yeah, let these guys use their money. It, it, take them for what they are. Let them entertain you. Like watch. Uh, I I love the daily driven exotic side. They're fucking crazy. Yeah. I love that Aperta type of car that they made with the Huracan yeah. logo. <gasps> live through them. Don't don't ruin your own financial well, life. Trying live through to them. Live through them. But also. Let him buy nice things that are not car related. Let him just yeah. be, you know, like everybody else. Uh, doesn't James have like a, a James Stratman guy? Doesn't he uh, run himself as marketing himself? Which, by the way, it's, yeah, it is what it is. It's not a big deal. Uh, as the homeless guy with the Bugatti, uh, he liked to like a run with with his financial guy for YouTube like that. But yeah, like ultimately, like he did come from nothing. But I think now, like no, no, no. But yeah. I'm saying he's not running like I'm a homeless guy. Like he's just yeah. I don't have a house. Yeah, but I do have a Bugatti. Mm -hmm. Like let these kids buy their shit. Yeah, you no, know? like yeah. It, it's just a pressure. Because to me, I get messages all day now. Not all day, but uh, uh, not now. Yeah, but I've been getting them for a long time. Getting tired, man. When are you buying another car? Yeah, I I I bought two or three cars this year. It's an expectation of more and demanding. I feel so bad for these kids because that's not fair on them. Yeah. You guys, you guys, let them buy a fucking house. Don't be assholes. And you're doing everything <laughs> for free. Like I know, ugh. I know. Poor fucking guys. Anyway, Sergio, it's been a pleasure talking to you Always. about cars. It's been a nice little hour. We somehow made it to an hour. We thought we were gonna do this for like thirty minutes. We're like, there's yeah. not that much to talk about. We didn't even talk about Formula One. We'll yeah. talk about Formula One some other time, guys. We'll bore but, you with uh, that. Which, by the way, George Russell is a fucking monster. I'm stoked to see where he goes. Freaking my age. It's crazy to think. That he is competitive at that level. You're a fucking loser, Sergio. I know. I, I know. Even, even though Lewis Hamilton is almost my age, he's a little older than me, but he's got seven world ti uh, world titles. I'm like, yeah. I haven't done anything with my life. No. <laughs> but on, an, on a good note, I think right now we're in a weird transition period with this move and everything, but hopefully we'll be able to bring you guys some more content soon and make things more... I mean, I already planned some shit. My yeah. problem was uh, Sergio's COVID. I know. Sorry, that's no, on me. And now the that's holidays are coming, so I don't know, like, should we get started? Should we not? Like, yeah. it's going to be... Uh, so... We'll figure it out, but at least the podcast you're going to get, unless Sergio gets COVID again for some reason. I can't for at least the next two, three months, hopefully. I don't know. I remember my boy that got it three times. But anyways, we're going to let you uh, let you guys beat. The, uh, thank you again, Sergio, for no, everything. Thank you. thank you guys for, for sticking with us. And if you made it this far, thank you. Thank you. Yeah. Take it easy, guys. And we'll talk to you soon.